Well, Alabama was able to slam the doors this weekend, pun intended. But you know what? What else was weird? There was a lot of kicking issues this week in the Southeastern Conference, and none of them involved Alabama. Our Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing good, doing good. Uh, I've never wanted to be an Auburn fan in my life, still don't. But, uh, man, if that Auburn game, if that was the game that we break down as part of our job here on our podcast, if we were locked on Barners, uh, we'd have enough content for like uh, three months. I could talk about that game for a year. And trust me, we will get to that game. There's no doubt about it. Um, eventually. Not on this particular podcast, because on this podcast, we're going to talk about Alabama Vanderbilt is I'm going to try and get situated. I look a little too big like that. I mean, I look like, again, like I'm chunked up a little bit. I'm trying to stay skinny for the camera here. If the camera adds 10 pounds, how many cameras are on me? Um, So anyway, Jimmy, Alabama beats Vanderbilt uh, 55 to three. Vandy hadn't scored a touchdown on Alabama since the Reagan administration, I think. And, um, you know, the defense looked really good. There are a lot of good things to talk about here. So here's what I want to do. There are a few things, though, I think we can nitpick. I want to talk about something good then something that maybe we wish was a little better. So let's talk about something good first. The good thing, Bryce Young. Best statistical first half of his career at Alabama. Pretty unbelievable considering all the records he has and and the fact that he's already won the Heisman Trophy. So to have the best statistical first half in his career uh, is pretty incredible. Oh, no doubt. And, and, you know, I know people say, yeah, but it's Vandy. You know what, what uh, grinds my gears when people say that to uh, steal the family guys shtick is, uh, you know, we sort of play three, four, five teams a year, no better than Vanderbilt. I mean, this isn't a new thing. They were playing twice not as athletic as Alabama, and Bryce hadn't done it before against the other teams that, that are – I mean, so it's it's almost silly to me to say, yeah, but Vandy. Well, yeah, but Utah State. Yeah, but Monroe. Yeah, but, you know, UT Chattanooga and, 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 and teams like that we play every year. I mean, it is significant. People try to poo-poo basically any achievement of significance and, and by pointing to the competition or whatever uh, – it's a big deal to do what Bryce did. Uh, it's not easy. Not even Bryce has done it uh, in the past. So, uh, yeah. And, and you know, what have we been complaining about as a fan base for, for three weeks now? We're not making enough plays in the past game downfield. Well, we still could use some improvement in that area, and we're still getting there. But last night, Saturday night, was a step in the right direction. No doubt about that. Okay, and that leads me into something that I – could say I could critique a little bit and I go back to one particular play yes we had some nice uh, deeper throws we didn't have any of the JMO 81 yard bombs okay that we had last year or that Tua did routinely um by the way I'm feeling so nostalgic for the days of Tua Waddle Smitty Ruggs Judy uh, Irv Smith I mean just watching the NFL Today, I mean, two at a waddle deep uh, on a big win for the Dolphins, et cetera, et cetera. But I digress. 
Um, so we had some deep balls, no doubt about it. At the same time, there was one right before the half where we hit uh, – Bryce hits J, uh, Jermaine Burton deep, right? And as right. soon as he caught it, I thought, oh, he can go to the house. But then and then almost instantaneously I realized, oh, he's going to have to cut it in and hope to make a move to, to score. And then the thought occurred to me, if Jamison Williams or Jalen Waddle catches that or Devontae Smith or Ruggs or probably Judy, Judy for a different reason, but the other – three based on speed or other four based on speed alone, um, they all score. And maybe that's the difference in not having JoJo Earl and Tyler Harrell in right now. Maybe that's what everybody's referring to. Because on this podcast last week, we talked about how, you know, I think this is getting a little bit overblown that we can't take the top off a of defense yet. Because it's not like Ja'Cory Brooks is slow. It's not like Treshawn Holden, Jermaine Burton, those guys are slow. But maybe they're just a tick slower then no, a Waddle, a JMO, a Rugs, or whatever that could house something like that. And it's important because in this particular game, we had to settle for a field goal, if I remember, on that series. Um, whereas if you're playing somebody, a bigger name opponent, you want to cash that in for seven, there's no doubt. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, there's a couple of ways I, I could go with that. I do agree with the general notion that this wide receiver core is just not the one that we had when in the years of of Smitty and and, and Judy and Ruggs and and the, the incredible depth, even last year with JMO and Mechie. So far, and I and I don't believe it's going to prove to be the case. I mean, last year we had a first round receiver and a second round receiver, uh, you know, spearheading the group, uh, and not only first and second round, but NFL ready, meaning they're they were coming out in the next draft in the first and second round. We don't really have that uh, with this group, and we're not going to. But the question is, can we win games? Can we win all the games with what we do have? And I'm extremely optimistic that, that Alabama is, is able to do that with what we do have. I, I still think it's a timing issue, more so than a lack of speed issue. Um, the timing was better. I think it, I think it's improved each week of the season. I think it improved again. And uh, you know, one of my one of my bosses, uh, David Morris, QB Country, great quarterback coach, quarterbacks, NFL guys, high level college guys, high school players. Uh, I remember a conversation I had with him one time about the deep ball, and I think there's this idea with fans that at the pro and high college level, that a, a deep ball for a quarterback to be successful, he has to have a big arm, and. Uh, and this was way before this had nothing to do with what's going on in Alabama. This, this conversation was, was, was more than a year ago. And uh, I remember him saying, actually at this level where, where just about everybody's got an arm or they wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be at Alabama. You wouldn't be at Vanderbilt. If you didn't have a pretty good, pretty good arm strength, there's a certain amount of arm strength. You just have to have to play quarterback at this level. So most everyone has this uh, a certain level of arm strength. But it's not the more arm strength you have, the better deep thrower you are. In his mind, in his opinion, as, as a QB coach, the number one thing is timing. When the quarterback throws it, when the release happens, when, where the receiver is in his route and the quarterback lets it go. That is a timing thing. And the more experience you have thrown to those receivers, the better the timing can be. I think Bryce is one of these guys. And last year, same case in September, people were complaining, boy, Bryce just doesn't hit on these deep balls. By the end of the year, nobody was saying that. And I still believe that'll be the case this season. 
I think Bryce uh, takes a hot minute to, to develop a rapport and timing with his receivers, and that's the issue with the deep ball more than a lack of speed, uh, though I will grant you, uh, as a group, the current healthy receivers that play with the first team uh, as a group do not run as well as some previous Alabama groups. Want to talk about some positives and some uh, tweaks or mild complaints uh, for the defense when we come back. But right now, I want to tell everybody about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager in your for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Look, it's so easy to do this. I'm telling you, just it's super easy. You can't beat it. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. You can do it for free. Go to LinkedIn Jobs slash, excuse me, go to linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. But LinkedIn Jobs is what I'm referring to here. Terms and conditions may and i bet they will apply all right defensively um man jimmy I, where where are all the pete golding haters right now they they should be hiding be under various rocks and i know we've all had our less cuss pete golding moments we've all done that but i mean guys we, we we're up there defensively as like the best in the country right now um and yeah, we could have looked a little better against Texas. I mean, I'm not going not going to debate you there. But as Jimmy has said, uh, since time in memoriam, that's a Sopranos quote. Um, mm-hmm. Since Jimmy has said that forever, what's he said? Oh my God! Oh, you play your best a couple times a year. You play your worst a couple times a year, and everything else is what you are. I think the Texas game is going to end up being one of the defense's worst games of the year. So. Um, if that's one of your worst games of the year and you give up 19 points on the road in the scorching heat, eh, you know, not bad, right? Not bad. So I think you, you, what we saw Saturday is going to be more of what we get. Will Anderson had another huge game um, only because it's Vanderbilt. He probably won't be SEC defensive player of the week, but he certainly could be. He was a, a masterful out there getting some sacks and they tried really hard to, to make it where he doesn't get sacks. But um, the the other side of this, and I'll just give you the floor to let you talk about both sides. We did give up some back shoulder throws again. And now the announcers did a great job explaining Nick Saban's take on that, that Saban was like this throwing a back shoulder pass is almost like cheating for the offense. If you're good at it, because it's so hard for the defense, because when they turn around to try and make a play, you automatically think it's pass interference. And I thought Saban did a really good job explaining, look, sometimes you're going to give those up or you're going to get a penalty in this day just because that's the way things are geared. So when we give up those back shoulder throws or we get a pass interference, I want everybody just to chill out a little bit. It's not as bad as you think. But, Jimmy, what do you think about the defense? And was there anything else that I'm leaving off here? Well, I'll just say one thing. The only thing that comes to mind about the back shoulder plays, they they were all basically to one receiver, Shepard, who's really good. I talked about here on the show last week. Look, Alabama is miles better than Vanderbilt player one through 85. And they're miles better than Vanderbilt players one through 22, right? And one through 11, right? But every year, Vandy's going to have a couple of guys who are pretty good. 
who are going to actually play in the NFL. Vanderbilt's had guys that went on to become big stars in the NFL. That's not going to change. So, like I said, Vanderbilt's going to have a couple of guys who are good enough to win individual matchups against Alabama in, in spots. And I think Shepard, the wideout, he's that guy this year. He's just a good, good player. He can pull off those high-level receptions because he's a high-level player. He's probably going to play pro football. And uh, it's no shame uh, to, to get beat by Shepard a couple of times because forget the Vanderbilt on his uniform. One day it's going to say Bears or Cardinals or, or, or Eagles on his uniform. Uh, he's, a, he's a real good player. Uh, even Swan, the quarterback. I mean, let, let's see how he develops over the course of his career at Vanderbilt. He, he might be a pretty good player going forward. So there's that. But defensively as a whole, I thought it was an A-plus performance, giving up, I think, 129 yards, which is nothing. Three points, which is nothing. Uh, again, that's the third game this year where the defense has really given up nothing. I think they've yet to give up a passing touchdown, and I think they've only given up two or three touchdowns in four games. Uh, this is an elite defense, and it's one of the better defenses in the country. Now, the Golding Haters, they'll be back because, of course, there will be a game that Alabama fails to shut out or shut down the opposing offense because the league is too full of really good players. So that's going to happen and the Golding haters will be back. But I think much like a young defensive player, uh, Golding has improved every year he's been at Alabama. He understands the defense better. He's become a better coach. And finally, he's got a little bit better luck in the sense that he finally is coaching a healthy veteran defense. Uh, before he's had, hey, we might be good this year, and then we've had a bunch of injuries, or he's inherited a defensive bunch that's been a little bit of a rebuilding effort. Uh, but this year, they're veterans. They're healthy to this point, and so far, Alabama's been very elite on defense. I don't fault them for giving up 19 at Texas uh, in any way. Uh, I, I think let's see who else holds Texas uh, at in Austin to 19 points. Let's see who else does that. I'm with you there. And also, huge shout-out to Henry Toa Toa. He is playing really, really well right now. Oh, this is a guy that I think had taken some heat from our fans. Um, maybe the expectations were too high for him for a while. But, man, he's really come into his own. I think Henry Toa Toa is playing masterfully right now. There's different uh, routes to being a good player, uh, whether it's corner, whether it's safety, whether it's outside linebacker, whether it's inside linebacker. And I think the only reason, the only reason Henry has had doubters in the Alabama fan base is a failure to understand how the game has changed. And I think Alabama fans are still married to this idea that inside linebackers all look and play like Reuben Foster, that Reuben and Rolando, they're good inside linebackers. And if you're smaller and you're not a huge hitter uh, and you're not this big inside thumper, then, uh, then you're flawed or you got issues or you're too small. Henry just does it a different way, and Henry does it in a very 2022 way. He does it with his head. He does it with, uh, with knowing where to be. He does it with an amount of toughness and uh, his smarts. And uh, man, just, just listening to our players, Jordan Battle described Henry Toto this week in his press conference as a genius. So that's what the other players uh, look at Henry and uh, what a great leader. If it wasn't for Will Anderson, we'd be talking about Henry as a leader in uh, in historical terms. But 
he's understandably overshadowed by Will in every way. I totally agree there. And, I mean, that's a great point about you look at somebody like Reuben Foster, you look at Rolando McClain, um, you look at Rashawn Evans, somebody like that who played the same position or close to it and made the same kind of plays but did so with more flair. Uh, Toho Toho, for instance, when he shot the gap on, I think it was a fourth and one that Vandy had that they went for it sort of in their own territory, like on their own 35 or something. And he shot the gap and just tackled the guy for a loss. But it was sort of a, you know, you tackle him and you spin him around a little bit. It wasn't like he jarred his face mask loose. Um, But it's still a tackle for a loss. And now I, I know I get it. You get geeked up when somebody gets their bell rung. But the tackle for loss is still a tackle for loss. And I think in the end, Henry Toa Toa uh, has been playing at an all-SEC level. I don't think there's much doubt about that at this point. Also, another huge shout-out to uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, I'm beginning to think maybe I was just wrong on his ability to return punts. He's getting a lot of ret- – I can't believe he hadn't broken one yet. He He's had 15 punt returns, Jimmy. Like, that – is leading i think it's leading the it might be leading the country i'm not sure i gotta pull i'm gonna pull it up on espn as we're talking so everybody can just bear with me here for a minute while i look this up but it's um it's really kind of crazy so returns here we go and then i'm gonna pull up punts this is again great um oh that's punts that's not returns ah kool-aid hasn't punted very often but i bet he'd be pretty good at it I don't know. I was going to try and look this up for everybody, and now I've screwed good it up. He's good at corner. He's good at receiver. He did that in high school. He's a good basketball player. I mean, he, and now we know I, he's an elite punt returner. So uh, I'm not sure what Kool Aid can't do. And frankly, uh, would I drink some Kool Aid that uh, Kool Aid put together? You're damn right I would. Yeah, I, bet I, would. He, I bet he could make, I bet he could stir up some real Kool Aid. Well, regardless, he has 15 punt returns, and he's averaging like 15.9 yards a return. That's pretty good. Yeah, I I even think it's to the point. I believe that when JoJo returns, JoJo will be the punt returner game one when he returns. He'll be the guy. But after a couple of games, if he hadn't done much, they could go right back to Kool-Aid. I mean, Kool-Aid's been really good. And I I didn't doubt it. Uh, I saw him play high school football enough and saw his highlight tape enough to where I knew he was going to be hell with the ball in his hands. Uh, He's an electric athlete, and he's also got a certain swag to him. And, and most of the great punt returners, uh, that seems to be a common trait they all have. All right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about a few other highlights and uh, potential critiques, critiques, critiques. All right, so how about the running game? Look, if you want to critique Alabama's offensive line, now you're going to refute this, I understand, because I know you've already, like, working up an article on this for on three. I, after the game, when we do the uh, post-game wrap-up for uh, Locked On, and I have to send it in uh, for, like, the whole national thing, right? My first thought was, hey, everybody, you know what? We just might not be a running team. We might be a team that dinks and dunks it versus running most of the time because right. our offensive line is fantastic at pass blocking right now. At least they have been the last couple of games. They've been awesome. I hope they are next week and the and you know forever, but they they have been the last couple of games. They've done a great job giving Bryce a lot of time, and running though, 
it seems like they're not quite as good at that. Now, again, I think you're talking about doing a deep dive into that and going to figure out why I may be wrong on that. It just seems like running the football isn't necessarily our forte. And you know what? Considering our receivers, considering uh, the, the that we have Bryce Young, a generational quarterback back there, I feel like I'm okay with that. We don't have to be a power running team right now. Um, and considering Jameer Gibbs has been better catching the ball out of the backfield than he has running the ball, and Jason McClellan has been at times too, I, I'm really okay with that. There's nothing wrong with considering short throws to Jace and Jameer being part of the run package. I mean, they're, they're just sort of those short throws to, to Gibbs and Jace uh, are, are just swinging it out to him in the flat. That's sort of replacing an off-tackle run. Uh, that's sort of the way I look at it right now. Um, look, I, I actually agree with you in a couple of senses here for sure. Number one, an offense does what it does best. It's ridiculous to not throw the heck out of the ball when that's what you do best. And, and that is what we do best because of Bryce. I mean, that, that's what we do best. We need to build the offense around what you do, not what you would like to do. It's what you can do. And I think these last two games have been a lot about figuring out what we can and maybe can't do at a high level and, and then focusing and building around what we can do. So I don't think, look, if, if your idea of running the ball looks a lot like what we did with Najee and Brian Robinson, then you're just going to be disappointed because that this group is not going to do that because we don't have Najee or Brian Robinson. We have to do it differently. And by have to do it differently, I'm talking about how we utilize the backs, how we utilize a run game. Maybe instead of the primary force, it's more of a supporting force. But I say all that to say, when I do this deep dive this week on BamaInsider.com, Y'all check it out. I'm curious to know how it's going to work out myself. I think we're going to find when we look at the numbers that the numbers are pretty good. The numbers are likely to say, you know who runs the ball pretty good? Alabama. It just looks so different than it does in the past. We're all of a sudden like, hey, we can't run it. Now, I, I, I will say all that to say this one full criticism. What we may do worse than anything else on offense right now is convert on third and ones and fourth and ones. I, I don't think we're good at that, in part because of the blocking, in part because our quarterback weighs about 188 pounds, but mostly because the primary backs are smaller guys, and we don't have a B-Rob who's going to convert those third and ones and fourth and ones. I, I agree 